720 WGN. This is Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association. We're on Saturday afternoons from 1 to 3. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Neil Gainsburg joins us uh, right now from Gainsburg Law. Neil, how are you doing here today? I'm doing great. Beautiful day. Nice to see you, John. Oh, it's always, well, I was going to say it's always good. I, I didn't mean to say it's always good to see me, uh, but I appreciate that. It's always good on a nice Saturday afternoon that we get some good weather. We're talking about laws that aren't laws that should be. 708 suggests it should be a law that all restaurants should confiscate cell phones prior to sitting. How many times do you see a family dining out and all on their cell phones? And I'm someone that says, yeah, that's wrong. And then when I'm sitting with my family, I pull out my phone too because we're just we're so tied to it right now, right? We are addicted to our phones. I we like, need to see them every second pretty have you, much. Have you ever done a thing where everyone puts their phone at the middle of the table and the first person to reach and grab it has to pay the entire bill? I have not done that, but yeah. thanks for the suggestion, yeah, because I would, I'd would i probably be the first one to grab it. That's yeah. why I haven't done it. <laughs> exactly. A lot of other texts coming in on the phone line. 815 says, nothing on earth should be made that can't be recycled safely. little post-Earth Day uh, a message there from the 815. Good idea. You got one, by the way, for us? Uh, how about this one? If you want to root for a sports team, you like your sports team, you have to be have some connection with the city of the sports team. <laughs> I think something like that. You can't be just joining the bandwagon. You're from Alaska and you want to root for those Saints because they're winning all the time. No, you got to have some connection to New Orleans if you want to be a Saints fan. But like if you're in Alaska, there's no pro sports teams up there, Neil. What are you supposed to do? I guess, yeah, that's that's the problem with the law. And that's why it will never be a law. But that's something I just thought of. But there are plenty of traffic laws we could talk about as well, because that's what everybody seems to want to talk about when it comes to what, what Neil, laws we need. What Neil's too polite to say is that I was like, hey, come up with one. And then I just bashed his law <laughs> immediately after he suggested it. All right, let's pivot to something. And, you know, we're talking about driving a lot, obviously. Everyone's out there. And this is a topic that, you know, it's important. It's serious, of course. But driving under the influence, and I imagine in your world as a lawyer, this is something that comes up a lot, isn't it? Yes. Um, what In my practice, uh, representing people who are injured in accidents, um, talking about accidents, dealing with motor vehicle accidents and collisions, this happens all too often because uh, driving under the influence is one of the main causes of motor vehicle collisions. I know we've gotten better at this, right? Like, I think that this was a, I mean, it's still a huge issue, of course. And we're seeing in news stories, even this week about what drunken driving can do. Um, we've gotten better at as a society recognizing about how dangerous it is, but it is still happening with high frequency, right, Neil? Yes. Very high frequency. Uh, it's one of the leading causes of deaths on the highway. I think it, the last statistics from 2019 were that one-third of all um, traffic-related deaths were caused by driving under the influence. It's a major cause of accidents. We've had education since the uh, 80s and 90s. We've had laws that have addressed it, made it more, made more punishments, more serious uh, offenses for this. And so it's still out there. There's still other things that could be done, and the laws are still trying to address what can be done to make the road safer and, and less drunk drivers? If some of your clients are were injured in a crash caused by a drunk driver or their families of, unfortunately, people that have passed away, um, are there extra things or punishments? I know criminally there are extra punishments for driving under the influence, but as someone who may be going, you know, looking for punitive, you know, measures, financial, uh, you know, punishments. Does someone who is driving under the influence end up paying more to people because of their injuries, not just because of an accident, but because of the driving under the influence? 
in theory, it is possible. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody who does drive under the influence and injures other people can be liable for what we call punitive damages because it's considered sort of a reckless conduct. It's not just a negligent or mm-hmm. mistake in a regular traffic accident without drinking, but actually recklessness by going uh, going behind the wheel under the influence. But in practicality, most lawyers will go after the insurance only. And once they get whatever insurance is available, that often will be sufficient damages for the injured victims. And if the insurance is not sufficient, it's, it's very rare that they go after individual people because it's, it's difficult to file suits and go after individuals. A lot of these people don't have collectible assets or it could take years and years and a lot of work and time and expense to try to collect assets from people if the insurance does not pay for all the damages. Let me make sure I understand correctly. So like if um, a client of yours injured in an accident caused by a drunk driver, it would go through a similar process as whether the driver was drunk or not, they would go through their insurance. You know, they're obviously at fault and, and try and collect the damages through that person's insurance. Uh, there's not like this extra measure where they sue that person individually for what has happened. Exactly. So you would start out in any sort of case like that by looking at the um, offending drunk driver's insurance to see if there is sufficient insurance. Number one, if there is insurance. Number two, if there is sufficient insurance to cover the damages that that driver caused. And if there is sufficient insurance, the best way is just to go to the insurance because that is actual fungible money that could be obtained right away as opposed to going after an individual where you have to get a judgment against that individual. You have to go to court and judgments can take a long time. And then you have to collect if you do get a judgment. A judgment's just something on paper mm-hmm. that says that X person owes Y person a, a sum of money. It doesn't mean they have to pay it right away. Right. You have to actually go out and collect that money against individuals. That's why we all have insurance. That's why there's mandatory insurance laws, because people do stuff crazy while they're driving, whether they're speeding too fast, making a proper turn, or drunk driving. We want to make sure there's insurance there in case they cause damages, and that's yeah. what the purpose of insurance is. So hopefully, if you are injured by a drunk driver, that drunk driver does have insurance. If they don't, there are other ways well, to get compensation. Ask, I was just going to ask that. How does that work? Well, if they don't have insurance, you hopefully do have insurance. You have something Illinois mandates. It's one. It's not. Not every state does, but Illinois mandates uninsured motorist protection coverage okay. for everybody who has an, an Illinois policy. So, so if someone's wondering, do I have that? If you have insurance in Illinois, you do have un, uninsured uninsured motorists. So if you are hit by somebody who does not have insurance, you will have bodily injury coverage for that accident. Um, you want to make sure you have the right coverages because if you're injured pretty seriously, you may not have sufficient coverages to cover that. So you want to look at what your limits are. That goes to another insurance issue that uh, we always are dealing with when it comes to, um, automobile drivers and driving on the road and making sure you're protected. You want to make sure when you're, you have your car that you're protecting yourself and also protecting yourself in case you get injured or damaged by somebody else who does not have insurance. Because there's a lot of people who do not have insurance who are operating cars. And the reason they don't have insurance is, is just a money thing. Mm-hmm. They're low income and they use their money towards other things that they they perceive as more important, whether it's food or child right. care or something like that, and they just don't pay the insurance. So you want to make you want to always, when you, you're driving the car... Or you get you buy a car to make sure you have good insurance. Make sure you do some review of your insurance companies. Make sure you have sufficient um, liability coverage and other coverages that will protect you. Mm-hmm. What other things do we need to know about drunk drivers on the roadways and how that impacts the the process afterwards in terms of like um, negligence lawsuits, stuff like that? Is that what we're referring to here when we're talking? Yeah. About? yeah. So if they do injure somebody, we claims are brought against their insurance company. And if that can't be resolved, then you have to file a negligence lawsuit in, in court. It usually be filed at in the county where it happened. 
um, in the civil court. It's a civil court case. It's usually a personal injury case. There could be uh, property damage cases, too, if a drunk driver caused a lot of property damages. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, Those cases could be brought as well. But most of them are personal injury cases. If they can't be resolved between the insurance companies, then you go to court. And uh, when somebody's driving drunk, it's not an issue so much of liability because it's pretty clear if you go behind the wheel and you're drunk and you cause an accident, it's your fault. Right. Nine out of ten times. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're, you're yeah. drunk and you stopped at a red light and somebody rear ends you, that 100%. would not be your fault. Right. So then you wouldn't have to worry about it. Right. But, but most of the, then that, that person wouldn't be suing right. for the drunk driver. Hey, we got a question on the phone line, Neil, if you don't mind. Yes. Let's go to Mary. Hey, Mary, you're on WGN. How are you doing? I'm good. What's your question? My question is, how does that relate, or do you have uh, do we have laws or whatever dealing with uh, dri- driving under the influence of cannabis? Oh, okay, so Mary Which wants... so much more common. Right. Mary wants to know now that, especially cannabis is legal, are there laws against DUIs for cannabis, Neil? And I imagine there are, but I know that's a real murky area, right? Yes, that is a murky area, but uh, driving under the influence does include um, driving under drugs. If mm-hmm. you are not... Uh, you're not properly capacitated with drugs, then yes, there is there is laws against that. Um, there are different laws, and it has to do with you know the type of drugs that you take. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how the new cannabis laws yeah. goes into effect with driving under the influence of cannabis, but I do believe that it's still illegal if you are intoxicated on cannabis that you cannot operate a vehicle. Yeah, I'm nearly 100% certain of that. Yes. Go ahead, Mary. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, no, no I was just going to say, I just read, because I always think about it, that it's 45 minutes uh, into smoking or vape, whatever you do, uh-huh. uh, it, it is impairy, It impairs you, and then it lasts for four hours. Yeah. And I, I think that's a little scary as a driver. Right. I, I mean, it, it's very I think scary. It's scary. Yeah. Yes. No, there are laws that address being intoxicated or, or um, under the influence of drugs as well as alcohol. Alcohol is the main cause, but yes, if you are. Um, intoxicated because of drugs, that is illegal to operate a vehicle. All right. It's a great concern, Mary. Thanks for calling in, okay? Thanks. Yeah, mm-hmm. appreciate that. Had a 219 ask, I live in Indiana. What do you recommend I carry on my automobile policy for liability and uninsured motorist? I don't know if you know off the top of your head if Indiana is one of those states. I don't mean to put you on. Do you want to look into it during the news and answer it afterwards? No, I don't have to you look know- into it. I mean, I, I, I think Indiana has similar mandatory laws than that Illinois has, but I would say in terms of coverage, that's the same whatever state you live in. You want to look at what type of assets you have. You want to make sure you're protected, your assets are protected in case you do cause an accident and somebody does try to go after you. Although I say it's rare, it is possible. So if you have, you know, certain assets, you may want to look to make sure you have six-figure type liability coverage and six-figure type underinsured motorist coverage. I know that a lot of policies have like 100, 300,000 coverage, which is 100,000 per person, 300,000 per accident liability coverage to protect yourself. Um, if you do cause an accident, and then in terms of underinsured motorists, it would be the same thing, or uninsured motorists or underinsured motorists. Mm-hmm. Those are two different types of concepts, but very similar. Um, you'd want to have perhaps the, the, the best limits to get is 100, 300,000. Uh, the mandatory minimum that most people get in Illinois, because that's what the law requires, and that's you know the most economically feasible for many people, is 2550. Okay. 25,000 per person, 50,000 per accident. That doesn't seem like it's enough. Not so, enough yeah, in okay. 2022. So, I mean, I think that... Generally, 100, 300 are, are, is the number you should look at if you could afford it. And again, it's another economic decision that anybody has to make with all their other economic issues. 312 981 7200. If you have any questions for Neil Gainsburg, if you're running out of the car, GainsburgLaw.com, G A I N S B E R G Law.com. And we'll continue this conversation after the news here on Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association on WGN. 
312-981-7200 is our phone number for any questions for Neil Gainsburg. We're talking about all sorts of things, DUIs, how to get money from someone if they hurt you in one in any sort of situation, I guess, but as it relates to driving. But Neil, we got some more text for laws that should exist but don't as people have text. So here's from the 773. They say, everything so far that has been suggested is punitive. I like rewarding positivity. With that said, there ought to be a law that if you are caught yielding to merging traffic, you should get a break on your car insurance rates. I and they, you know, there's good driver things, but there should be more of that, right? Yeah, that's a good idea. That if you follow the rules of the road, you should get some sort of reward. I forget which country this was in, but they tried this and it worked. They put up speed cameras, but instead of um, well, they did find people if you were going too like way too fast. But also, if they took a pictures of license plates that were at the speed limit, and they entered all of those people for a week into a lottery, and all the fines went to the per- one of the people that was following the laws. So they ticketed people, and let's say they raised twenty thousand dollars in that week from those tickets. Then they'd pick one of the drivers that was going the speed limit, give it to that driver. I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. You want to give incentives so people drive safely. Amen to that. That's very important that everybody should drive safely out there, especially on a beautiful day like this when the highways and the streets are going to be crowded. Right. Don't go to Lower Wacker unless you know what you're doing, people. That's my law. 847 says, make a law. Save the bees. Stop uh, Stop spraying pesticides and herbicides. We need our dandelions. Yeah, we do need our dandelions. They're kind of annoying sometimes in your garden, but they're, a, they're our native plant, right? And we're supposed to embrace those sorts of things. So saving the bees. If you've got one, 312-981-7200, we would love to hear from you. All right, we've been talking about DUIs. The infrastructure bill that passed, uh, the bipartisan one, included references to alcohol detection sensors in vehicles. And this has to happen fairly quickly, right, Neil? Yes. So this new infrastructure law... Um, put into place wording that said that within the next three years, they want to have some sort of alcohol detection devices in new vehicles, that it would not be an optional item, but actually a standard option on any new vehicle that if you were going to operate that vehicle, you could not be under the influence of alcohol. And there is a consortium of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the car companies um, working together to develop the technology to implement this law. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and what is that technology? Do we have any idea what that could be? Because I know that some people, if you get too many DUIs, isn't there a device that you have to blow into the device of the car to start it? I can't imagine they're going to ask every single person every single time they start their car to blow into some device, right? Right. Well, that's the inner ignition interlock, okay. which is a very standard thing for people who have been convicted of DUIs and a punishment of being charged and convicted of a DUI is that you have to blow into something to have the car start. But uh, they have better technology because that ignition is uh, inner, a device is a very expensive mm-hmm. uh, feature. And I don't think that that would be something that would they'd, they'd want to do and implement more on a um, universal basis. Mm-hmm. So what they're looking at is some sort of like where you, just a breath type of uh, in the air, vapor in the air that the oh, car will have really? technology or a fingerprinting thing. When you put your hand on the steering wheel or on some other part of the car, you, you press a button and it reads your fingerprint for blood alcohol content. Whoa! So those are the two things like some sort, and they're, they're developing this. Again, the automakers and the government have come together to like put together this this panel to do technology to see if this could work. And there, there's, a, there, there's a body together called um, DADS, Driver Alcohol Detection System for Safety. And that's what this is about. 
that is these driver systems mm. so that if you breathe when you get in your, every time you get in your car you're gonna have to breathe and they can detect the alcohol or you or you have put your hand on the the steering wheel and they could use it do it through That's your fingerprint crazy but like i will say i mean there's a lot of people out there that are designated drivers and then they have a bunch of drunk people in, in their car after the bar and they're going to be having those vapors everywhere so and that would confuse me i, I just I, i'm sure they'll figure out a way to do it and i'm sure some people that hate big brother are going to hate the idea of fingerprinting on your cars i've also heard of some technology where they might have cameras on the inside of your vehicles that has been proposed that could track your eye movement because when you're drunk, your eyes move differently. You react to things differently. Um, I can just hear people now really upset by this. But I think the, 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 their heart is in the right place, right? Right. I mean, the idea is, is again, you know, 10,000 deaths from drunk driving in 2019. And the notion is that like any other safety feature on the car, whether it's the blind spot feature or the lane feature, or all the beeping that now we get on newer cars, this is just another technology advanced safety feature to prevent drunk driving that, you know, it's the, the, the technology is supposed to be to make it as seamless and easy as possible, but there's going to be hiccups. There's going to be issues. And so it's a balance of what's safe and what's, you know, we consider too oppressive on individual rights and freedoms. 630 uh, texted that Dan, his name's Danny. He saw a rollover accident in Aurora this morning. Way too many cars out there today. Yeah, and a nice day like this. And I love seeing it, right? Because it's like, oh, we're back to normal, right? For the most part, Chicago, downtown is back. But yes, everybody, slow down, take your time, pack your patience. There's a lot of people out here today, but we still obviously love seeing increased activity. We had a caller mention this story, and I thought it was so interesting. Uh, Tennessee has passed a bill that requires drunk drivers to pay child support if they kill a parent. The state Senate unanimously voted to pass that bill. It would be called Bentley's Law, uh, and it would require those drunk drivers to pay that support if they kill a minor's parent in drunk driving accidents. And I think on the surface that sounds about right, right? If you kill someone and it's your fault and you were drunk, that you should have to make sure that that child is supported financially, at least maybe till they're 18 years old. And that, that's what the law says till 18. It's unique, right, Neil? Because this is a, a state saying, okay, we're going to punish, we're going to go after beyond the criminal world into the, we're going to punish them and their pocketbooks instead of going through insurance. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a lot of criminal sanctions for driving under the influence. Of 100%. Illinois. I mean, the ignition interlock, as we talked about, uh, you can go to jail for 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 driving under the influence. So there's a lot of issues, but this is one that could perhaps hit a pocketbook of a drunk driver for a long time. And it's a, it's a novel idea to actually, on the civil side, put some sort of additional punishment on the drunk driver and make sure that that drunk driver has some sort of responsibility for the children of the victim. And it's, it's, it's a novel idea, and it's perhaps, it, it'll be interesting to see how it's enforced and how it plays out, because if this drunk driver doesn't have any money, he can't pay child support too. But again, the concept is, is unique and novel and I think an idea to perhaps deter further drunk drivers. If you think, okay, if I get under the wheel and I'm going to drink, not only will I go to jail, but I may have to pay child support for many, many years of somebody I don't right. know. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know if that's going to change minds because the people, I mean, there's already a lot of punishments there, but hey, it's one more thing. And at the end of the day, great, it helps these kids. 
who lost a parent. I mean, obviously they'd rather have their parent, but maybe if they were they're counting on them for their finances, okay, someone else has to foot the bill. 312-91-7200. Let's get legal powered by the Illinois State Bar Association. You can we're not done with Neil, but you can uh, reach to, out to Neil Gainsburglaw.com, G A I N S B E R G law.com. Uh, how do you want people to call you? I see uh, on the website 312-471-0709. Is that the best way, Neil? That's the number. Or you could, uh, my other number is 312-600-9585. Say That's it one more time. 312-600-9585. And who do you help out? Uh, we helped out injured victims of car accidents, injured victims who've been uh, injured because uh, they fell out of store, slip and fall type cases, just general uh, personal injury cases. We also do insurance issues, too. Um, if somebody has a problem with an insurance company, whether it's life insurance, health insurance, or auto insurance, we help people out in those types of cases. We help the individuals. We don't represent corporations. We help individuals who need some sort of compensation or relief. Something's been done wrong to them, and they're okay. a victim of some unforeseen circumstances. And what I like about you is you uh, you explain things, right? People will call. They have a lot of questions, right? They're going through a lot of stuff. You're happy to kind of chat through it with them, right? Yeah. If anybody has a question, they think that they have, they've been wronged in some way, that they need a lawyer, call our office. We're happy to answer your questions. If we cannot help you, we can perhaps point you to the right resources to get help or to the right direction so that you can address that wrong. But we're here to help people to make sure that the laws are on their side. Exactly. 312-981-7200 is our number. We'll take a break here on Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association on WGN. The 630 to know what state was it the new drunk driving law requiring them to pay child support it was tennessee and the lovely texter said thank you love the new law i hope it comes to illinois yeah i don't know i never heard of that i probably hadn't thought of it it was named after as i'm reading in the article from the hill it was um in honor of a grandmother whose son was killed in a drunk driving accident along with his fiance and a four-month-old child in 2021 and the uh, accident orphan two kids 5-year-old Bentley and 3-year-old Mason just and and really Neil I mean that's what we're talking about here that's right? why they want this technology um, yes yeah the technology there to prevent drunk drivers from causing this type of carnage and damage if the car cannot work because somebody's drunk then that accident would not have happened that person could not have operated a vehicle yeah and that's the point of the infrastructure law and of these new technologies to make cars highways safer so we don't have awful stories like that and victims and children who lose their parents or parents who lose their children. Right. And I'm someone who, and I think as a country, we're a generally forgiving country. And I feel like there are nearly everyone can be forgiven for mistakes that they make. But, but in this day and age, knowing what we know and with the technology at our phone to get a car to come pick us up. Yeah. It might cost you $30 for an Uber or a Lyft ride, or maybe more than that. But I don't care if you're in the city or the suburbs. I know some of the rural areas don't have it, and, and that's an issue. But for the most part, in our area, if you're listening to us, you can get an Uber or a Lyft to you at any moment. And it might cost you more than you want, but, oh, my God, to save someone's life, potentially, and your own life. I don't know. That, that drives me crazy, Neil. Well, the, the issue is, is that when you're under the influence of alcohol, you don't think rationally. So a Yeah, lot of people, you're right. A lot of people will just drive thinking that they're okay when, in fact, they're not. Make a plan, people. Right. Exactly. All right. Hey, before we let you go, uh, you have a great article that you posted actually a couple years ago at Gainsburg Law. What are my rights if I'm hit by a drunk or drugged driver? Walk us through what we should do if if we're in that situation, whether they're drunk or not. I mean, what what should we be doing if we even suspect that? 
Yeah, so if you're in an accident with somebody you believe is under the influence, call the police immediately. Make mm-hmm. sure the police come to the accident scene, even if it's a fender bender and there's little damage. There may be damage on your cars later on down the road. You may feel some sort of injury or some sort of pain later on, too. So make sure you get the police to investigate and tell the police that you think this person was driving erratically, this person seems to be under the influence, and it's up to the police then to collect the evidence to see if this person was driving drunk or, or was under the yeah, influence of anything. don't play detective. Don't tell yes, them to walk the right. line. Exactly. You want, to, you, know, you want to stay in your car. You want to pull over to the side. Make sure the other person pulls over to the side. And then once you, once the accident, you leave the accident scene, and whether you have to get medical treatment or whether you have to get your car repaired, you want to, you know, perhaps contact an attorney and call us, Gainsburg Law, and we could help you protect your rights against drunk drivers. There's a lot of laws out there, both criminally and civilly, that um, affect drunk drivers um, civilly on the side. We want to make sure you get your damages right. Uh, we go after their insurance companies if necessary. We can go after them personally, too, especially as we talked about punitive damages, recklessness. That doesn't happen that often, but that doesn't mean it cannot happen or it should happen. Right. Maybe it would happen in your cir- circumstance. So you want to, you know, if you, you have a lot of rights, there's a lot of laws out there that deal with this type of accident. So at the scene, make sure the, the one thing you want to do is make sure the police are involved. And then once you, you want to tell your insurance company, too, it's often important just to tell your insurance company whenever you're in an accident. Uh, right away, you may not have to continue with the claim. You may not have you can withdraw the claim, but at least let your insurance let company know. know. Yes, yeah. got to be your best advocate in these situations. How can people reach you, Neil? Uh, they can call us at three one two six zero zero nine five eight five, or then go to our website gainsburglaw.com. Neil, great to chat with you, my friend. Okay, thanks, John. Have a great day. Yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. More coming up in the next hour.